Hey everyone. Do you want to get inspired? I want to get inspired. Let's everybody just get inspired. Miracle Mondays. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Miracle Monday. Sorry, I kind of took a few week hiatus there. It's been literally crazy around here, but uh, things are calming down and I think we're going to get a decent rhythm going now, going forward. So Derek is also with us. Say hi, Derek. Hello. There's Derek. Uh, Yes. (laughs) See, I almost did it. Derek put this gigantic fucking sign that he spray painted directly in front of me that says, don't say um. Uh... (laughs) I would just like to point out that I am not the only motherfucker in this room who says, um, constantly. Right. Everyone says, um, it's hard to, to break the habit, but I figured we would put a thing. So while we're recording, we can try to remember not to say, um, and, uh, 50,000 times. Right. But the sign is gigantic. It's probably about, I don't know, close to three feet by two feet. And... The way we're sitting in this room, it's staring me directly in the face, but his fucking back is turned to it. Douche. You gotta remember, too. Uh, anyway, uh, this episode is called Miracles from Heaven, which I didn't know this. Apparently, there's a movie made about this story, but once I started looking into it, I thought it was really interesting, so I thought I'd do an episode on it. So, obviously, if you want to get, I don't know, more in-depth with the story, there's a movie about it, which, you know... Movies based on true stories are usually pretty accurate, but there's a lot of extra drama in there just because. Was this a Hollywood movie, like in the theaters, or was it just like a movie that was produced independently? Um, it, or? It, it, I just said, um, <gasps> I would guess it was a Hollywood one because Jennifer Garner stars in it. Oh, yeah. But I probably. think it's like one of those Christian style movies. Well, maybe it was like on the Hallmark Channel then or something, possibly. I'm going to guess no. I'm, I'm going to just take an educated guess here and say that it was probably in theaters I think it said it was made in, like, 2016. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't keep up on a lot of movie stuff unless it's something I already, like, like a line I already know of, of movies that I really want to see or something to that effect. So I don't really, like, pay attention to all the stuff's coming out unless someone's like, hey, do you want to go see this movie? And I'll be like, well, hey, I got nothing better to do or I do have something better to do, whatever. Yeah, you know, I know, I, I've never heard of it. Movies aren't a huge part of my life, so, yeah. So I just didn't keep up on that. So anyway, there is a movie about it if you would like to see it. But anyway, I'm going to go over this with you. Um, this miracle begins with a five-year-old girl. Her name is Anna Beam or Annabelle Beam, but they call her Anna. She was diagnosed with a condition called pseudomotality obstruction disorder. And I think in conjunction with that was hypomotility disorder. Uh, before we like go into her actual story, I want to go over like what that means, what that diagnosis means. I've actually never heard of this, and I've been in the medical field a long time. I've never heard of this. I've never um, heard of it. I guess based on what I... Just based on the diagnosis name, I would think it has something to do with muscles uh, and movement. Yeah, but, motility means movement. Right. So something like that, but then the obstruction doesn't make sense to me. So it ended up being actually like an intestinal thing. So... According to the Odyssey Online, Anna's disorder is a very rare and currently incurable disease, so it means it can't be cured. It causes an individual uh, with it to be unable to digest food. So when you eat, your stomach, you know, your stomach will, the acids in there will dissolve all the food and break it down and, and, and 
to smaller bits or whatever. And then that'll get anything that's unused and doesn't get absorbed into your body for nutrients goes into your, down into your intestines for waste. So what happens is, is all the muscles around your intestines will contract, thus shoving yeah, your, getting the, food, the poop down. And yeah, the, come all the waste. Ass. Yeah, all the waste through your intestines. Derek, thank you for that. Very, well, that's what I'm just thinking. Yep, the very um, crude and very layman's terms. Yes, the poop gets shoved through your tubular intestines with the muscles that's doing with it. the muscles that are doing it. So with this disorder, the muscles are kind of erratic. They do what they want when they want, not based on eating or not eating or not eating. They just kind of do what they want or don't do anything sometimes. So I'm guessing since hers is hypo, that her hypo usually means like... It doesn't do it. It doesn't do that. So I'm guessing hers means that hyper means that it's like overdrives. Hypo usually is the opposite. It doesn't do it. So her muscles like aren't moving. So when she's five... Um, she wakes up in the middle of the night with really bad stomach pains and her mom, Christy Beam, decides, you know what, let's just go, let's just go take her in, make sure everything's okay. Actually, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. I forgot to also say that this has a very high, uh, like morbidity rate or, or death rate. Um, and it can be very disabling and it causes abnormalities in the muscles. Obviously we went over that. It causes pain, nausea, vomiting, abdominal bloating and swelling dysphagia, which means you can't swallow, um, and constipation. So essentially some people can't even drink water. Like it'll just cause you, because it basically like can constrict, I think also your intestines. So nothing's going down period. You know what I mean? So if your, your intestines are squeezed tight, nothing can go down. You know what I mean? So instead of drinking water and it going through, like it's supposed to, it's just like a block. There's like a blockage there and it'll, you'll just vomit it right back up. Um, I actually was reading about another girl's case who has this because she has like a blog about like what, um, what goes on with it and it's pretty traumatizing. Most people end up with a J-tube, which is a tube directly to your stomach where you liquefy foods or you have like Ensure or some sort of liquid nutrition that you inject into this tube that goes directly into your stomach. Some kids have feeding tubes that go down through their nose and down into their stomach and that's how they get their nutrients. Uh, um, surgery is often also a part of this uh scenario here basically there's no since there's no cure it's just treating the symptoms so since you can't get rid of it it's like okay do the best you can to stay alive with what you know you know eating better low fat diet low fiber diet all that stuff yeah but you can't eat any bad food yeah like uh, i mean yeah like no bad food whatsoever but even that can still not necessarily help you so there are medications that can kind of sort of help a little bit with like pain or, um, you know, like I said, with the low fiber stuff that will help some of that in there as well. But even, even that isn't a cure all. So you can still end up with an obstruction in your intestines, in your bowels. Um, actually like, like with my sarcoma thing, they said the cancer probably wouldn't be, would kill me. It would have been, it would have been a bowel obstruction because my tumor was so big and pushing everything out of the way. Or so it'd be a secondary compromise from chemo or something. Well, yeah, that too. But anyway, so that's kind of what they're looking at with her was, a, you know, essentially an obstruction of some kind that would potentially kill her or she could end up with sepsis because if your waste stays in you obviously way too long or you can't get it out of you and it's not surgically removed, then it'll seep into your body and cause an infection in your blood, which that's really hard to get rid of sometimes when you have sepsis or septic shock. That's really hard to sometimes get rid of, um, especially if it's 
all over the place. I think Septic Shock is a band. Probably. Side note. Thanks for that side note. Um, So typically people will have a low fiber, low fat uh, diet with five to six small meals a day. Sometimes medication and surgery is necessary. And the 10 year survival rate is about 60 to 80%. So while 60 to 80% might sound kind of high, that's for 10 years. This little girl is only five years old at this time. So 10 years of maybe 50 to 80 or 60 to 80% surviving that long, that's, she'd be 15 years old. You know what I mean? Like, so then double that 20 years, that decreases it by how much more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that would be what? 30 to 40% or 30 to would be that. Yeah. I don't know. What's half of 60 and half of 80. Yeah. 30 to 30 and uh, 40. yeah. Yeah. So you cut that down significantly. So that would only put her at, what, 25? I mean, so if you're diagnosed with this young, you know, and you know about it young, I would assume most, this is mostly a children's disease as well, and it doesn't affect boys, girls, men, or women any differently. It seems to be kind of a, all over the place, so it's not like women are more, more affected or men are more affected or anything like that. But that's just a really sad thing to think about, you know. So 60 to 80% might sound not terrible, but when you think about 10 years, I mean, 10 years was a blink of an eye for us. You know, our daughter's not even 10 years old yet. It, it's crazy to think about it in, when you really break it down and think about it deeply for a minute. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, and like, just, like I her said. Her whole childhood. You, right, her whole childhood. And she's got to live this way. She's probably not getting birthday cake. She's not getting ice cream. She's not getting treats. She's not getting, you know, steak for dinner. She's not, you know what I mean? She's not. Yeah, she's being robbed of all the things. Yeah, that, that kids enjoy. Enjoyable. Plus, she's got siblings as two. She's got two sisters. Um, I don't, I don't know their exact ages or whatever, but she's got two sisters, you know, do they have to miss out or do they still get those things and she has to miss out? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a really hard situation to be in as a child. Yeah. Uh, anyway, getting back to her story, Anna wakes up in the middle of the night with bad stomach pain. Her parents decide to take her in. Um, they do kind of a whole slew of testing and of course they find nothing. Doctors see no sign of anything and chalk it up to possible acid reflux, uh, lactose intolerance, et cetera, et cetera. Does that sound familiar? Like, how many times did I go to the doctor and because my stuff is rare and her condition is also rare, like... Yeah, acid reflux. Just, just blow it uh, off. Di- uh, You're young. It's fine. You know, um, that. how many times did they say that to me? Constipation. Right. Your mom. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Like, how many times did I go in for this? For years, I went in for stomach pain. Some, something wrong. Constipation stuff. Being overly tired and oh you're a new mom or oh you're young it doesn't matter it's probably just a muscle thing oh you need to eat better but even when I ate better didn't do anything you know so this is kind of what this mom Christy Beam is uh, getting as well luckily for her she's not convinced so the next day she's like look I'm gonna take her in again Um, she finds a pediatrician makes appointment goes in and luckily they do so because they need to get Anna into surgery immediately they do emergency surgery on her because She's got an obstruction, um, and and give her sort of a sort of a diagnosis at this point. They know they know that it's. Hold on a sec. Anyway, so they give her kind of a rough um, diagnosis of this, but it's not like the full extent. They don't have the whole picture right now. They know that it's probably this. I think more so. But, I mean, just like with our son, he got taken in one time for constipation. And they're like, you got three days to get this out of him or he's going into surgery. And, you know, like, that's it. So, I just think about that sometimes. Like, 
you know, he wasn't diagnosed with this, but he still had enough constipation issues where they were willing to do surgery if I couldn't get him cleared out essentially in three days. Yeah. You know, like, and think of this mom who they're like, they were, they took her right in, you know, emergency surgery. So think if she had just believed that doctor in the ER, you know what I mean? Did, uh, to find, did they do an x-ray or MRI or something? How'd they know? I don't know. It just said, I just read scans. I think they might've done a, probably all of them at this point. They're probably, I mean, cause at least with constipation, sometimes, most of the time, I guess, at least for me. Oh, probably ultrasound. Uh, no, they do x-ray cause you can see it on there a little bit. It's kind of cloudy looking cause I've had that done for myself, but a lot of times they'll just like push on your gut and they can feel it. But, I mean, I suppose it would depend on, like, the experience of the doctor. And, you know, an ER doctor isn't, like, specifically trained in a lot of this stuff. They have a lot of broad knowledge, but not a lot of specific knowledge. A pediatrician, especially with younger kids, they have, like, their core things they look for, which is constipation. They do have to look for that. Um, so I don't know what exactly gave them, like, this is the diagnosis versus just being constipated this time. I don't know all the little things that added up to that. I'm sure just a, maybe there is like a specific test for it, or if there's not, then it was probably a, a combination of things, especially like if they've gone through, you know, her medical history, like, does she throw up a lot? Does this happen? Does it, you know, whatnot. Um, but anyway, so, but just think about that. If she had just listened to that ER doctor and didn't go back, her daughter wouldn't be here right now. She had the intuitive gut thing, whatever, telling her like, Yep, you need to go take your daughter in again, because how many parents would just be like, oh, okay, she's just constipated, it'll be a couple days, let's give her some juice or some laxatives yeah. or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, the mom could have easily just done that, and thus her daughter wouldn't be here. But anyway, good call on her, thank God she listened to herself, and there's definitely no coincidences, for sure, so I think this was definitely meant to happen. So Anna has surgery, she now needs a feeding tube for nutrition, Anna, Anna's family is actually told about a specialist that lives in Boston. So they live in Texas. Okay. So Boston's, you know, it's a ways away. Very uh, far from Texas. Ways away from them. But they, they find a, are told about a specialist, Dr. Samuel Nurko. I think that's how you say it. He's a gastroenterologist. So he deals with this uh, type of situation. Um, so January 2009. So this is almost a year afterwards. The doctor's hard to get into. Um, sounds like... They just kind of went there, and by chance they get in with him sort of thing. They drove all the way or flew all the way to Boston? Yeah. So, I don't know if they just got antsy and whatever, or, or you know what, to be honest with you, that might have been part of the movie part of it, because I had, like, so many things that I was reading all at once. That might have been, like, the movie thing of it, and they might have actually gotten a regular appointment and whatever. That seems more plausible to me, but then again... We're talking about miracles here, and it seems like a lot of those things just kind of line up sometimes. So it could have been, like, she just got sick of waiting. Because I know me as a mom, like, if I'm getting worried about my kid, you're damn right. I'm going to fucking make a flight, take yeah, my kid, and be and like, look, you're looking at my fucking kid right now. Right now. And right. You don't give a fuck. Like, if it gets to that point where, you know, you're sick of waiting, you can't get in, or whatever, yeah, I'm going to fucking kick that goddamn doctor's door down and be like, you're looking at my kid, please, you know? Yeah. Whatever you got to do. As a parent, any parent out there would do the same. But that might have been a, a movie chunk hype. I did not watch the movie because, like I said, I'm not a real big, huge movie buff. But anyway, so January 2009, almost a year later, she gets, like, her full diagnosis from this guy, um, Dr. Dr. Nurko. And she starts kind of a rigorous treatment. So I'm sure it's medications. I'm sure it's a lot of liquids. I'm sure it's a lot of 
specific type of diet of some kind. Specific diets, maybe even some sort of like occupational or physical therapy type stuff. Maybe the Budvig protocol. Budvig diet, yes, the Budvig. Actually, you guys should just look into that because it's actually supposed to be like really good for you. Um, So anyway, she's on that for quite a while and it seems to do pretty well for her. She's doing okay. So December 2011, Anna and her sister Abby are outside climbing a tree when the tree breaks and it sounded like she tried to like kind of move maybe out of the way but then she falls 30 plus feet head first into the hollow part of the trunk so this tree breaks like there's pic there'll be pictures on my instagram so it's a big tree like a big base of a tree and it looks like the tree almost like the trunk itself splits in half Mm -hmm. or something so it sounded like the branch broke and she tried to move out of the way but then like maybe the trunk broke i'm not exactly sure how the tree broke but by based on pictures it looks like the trunk itself broke and she fell straight down into the hollow 30 feet head first inside of it so she's climbing a tree while having a feeding tube i don't so at this point in her life i don't know if she still uses the feeding tube but i would assume so okay but that doesn't mean she's still using it and yeah you can still you can do everything like normal with a feeding tube Just, I, see. I mean i've taken care of many people with feeding tubes and they're not all vegetable people yeah, you know? yeah. like you can right you just can't eat you right exactly i mean you might be a little more careful but you can literally just put a piece of gauze and tape around that and you're good to go no one will even know you have it right you know what i mean so she's doing obviously well whether she had a feeding tube at this exact moment or not because this is what two years later so two years since she visits the doctor in boston and starts her treatments and stuff and is doing better so she's outside playing with her sister so what she would be so her official a surgery diagnosis date way back when, when the mom took her in, was March 20th of 2008. So, five, six, seven, eight. So, what? She's probably eight, nine-ish, somewhere there. Maybe ten. Yeah. Between eight and ten somewhere when this happens. So, she files headfirst into the hollow of a tree trunk. Uh, by the time Anna's actually rescued, it's been about three hours. So, in Texas, it sounds like they live kind of out in the middle of nowhere and where this tree was. Maybe the sister had to run back and go get help, and then, oh, you know, the mom's got to get help, and et cetera, et cetera. So, she's airlifted to the hospital where, miraculously, she sustained no physical injuries except a minor concussion, which, falling 30 feet head first into a tree... Yeah, I mean, broken like, neck you think you'd have a broken neck, broken something. major concussion, if not some that, brain swelling and brain really, bleeding, you that know? That would be my... Guess. Right, well, that... So, uh, I think originally that's what they were kind of telling the families, like, look, no one's going to fall 30 feet head first into a tree, solid base of a tree, and not have pretty much a death sentence on their hands, you know? Yeah. So that's already in itself a pretty miraculous thing to happen, but it gets even more intense. So minor concussion, uh, they start to realize that she's also no longer seeming to be affected by her disorder. So they, again, go to the specialist back in Boston where it's confirmed that she no longer has her incurable disease. So most people not only live with this forever, but like I said before, most people don't have a real long life with it because of secondary problems and complications. Right, exactly. Complications from it. But now they can't find any trace of her disease whatsoever. Hmm. Uh, This is when Anna starts to tell people... What happened to her? Uh, Anna says that during her fall, her soul left her body 
and she visited Jesus, where, according to the Cinemaholics online, Anna claims there was no pain, and even though she wanted to stay with Jesus, he told her that he had other plans for her, and that, quote, No, Annabelle, I have plans for you on earth that you cannot fulfill in heaven. Hmm. So, that's pretty crazy. Like, how many people have, you know, near-death experiences and whatnot, and and have this kind of similar effect. So I feel like it's definitely something to put stock into. Plus she didn't even say anything right away. She kind of waited till, you know, like later on to like tell people that, you know, look, it is a miracle because nobody could explain really anything. Not Um, only did she not die, but she suddenly her disease that she had doesn't, it no longer exists. Right. And she had an out-of-body experience where she talked to Jesus. Right. Exactly. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's 100% crazy. So I do feel like maybe I should watch that movie now because I do find it extremely fascinating. All these things that can happen, you know, it's not just, you know, like a lot of the other stuff we talked about have been, not all of them, I guess, but a lot of them have been some more past stuff. So it's nice to hear like more modern day ones where... Things are still happening, you know. Like I said, yeah, I, I fully it's happening every day around the world. We just never hear anything. Yeah, about we it. just don't necessarily hear about it, which is hence why I wanted to do this podcast because I want to inspire people and like, you know, I, not that I want to make you, you know, believers in faith per se, but I do think that we as humans have way more uh, abilities than we give ourselves credit for. I, I saw a quote the other day that made a lot of sense. It said, we're not human beings with a spirit. We're spiritual beings with a human body. Which, if you can sit and think about that for a minute, how big that really is. And, like, how that can affect your life if you put it into that perspective. You know, I just, I thought that was a really amazing thing. But, yeah. So, anyway, back to Anna. Anna is doing good. She's been on countless news things obviously there's been a movie about her uh she's met jennifer garner um jennifer garner is the person who played the mom the mom who played christy who played christy beam in the movie um i don't know who played her it was like kylie kylie something but i I don't think she was like a big name actress yeah who played her but yeah so i mean she's obviously at least semi-famous now for her story which is quite incredible um i have a few pictures that are cool um on my instagram that'll be of the doctor and her and her with the tree that she fell into so you'll kind of see what i was talking about with how the tree like broke but i had read something about a branch breaking first and her trying to like move and hide out of the way and then like the rest broke or something so you'll kind of see what i mean but i mean how many times have we let our kids go out and climb a tree or I mean, a lot of my upbringing, I was out climbing a tree, and there was a specific tree, actually, in my front yard that was huge and old and dead. I actually tried to make, like, a cool fort out of it, but then a storm ruined it. But anyway, I remember climbing that tree, and I lost my footing, but I was, like, hanging monkey style on it. So what I mean by that is the branch is sticking out kind of straight, and my wrist and arm, hands are wrapped around the branch, but so are my feet and ankles, and I'm dangling there. Yeah. Well, I, like tried to lift my leg up and around another branch, but I slipped somehow, sort of, and I fell just straight down. And I kind of hit just a 
little bit of a branch underneath me and then fell kind of kittywampus, but still on my back, straight on my back. And I knocked the wind completely out of me. And that was only like five or, five or six feet. I don't even think it was 10 feet. It was maybe 10 feet. Nah, I would say it was eight or less. And I mean, I was like seeing white and, you know, yeah. seeing stars at Definitely that point. 30 and feet. Knocked the wind out of me for sure and couldn't breathe. And I remember like panicking and running to my dad afterwards after I kind of regained some composure. But 30 feet essentially head and face first, directly straight down. Like, I couldn't even... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you, you'd for sure have a broken neck, you'd think, at the very least. Some sort of spinal injury, of course, you know. Yeah. It was just... It was crazy story to read about. So I am interested to possibly watch the movie, but I don't know if I'll get around to that. I'm not, I'm not a big movie buff. But I just definitely thought that was a pretty interesting story like everything lines up and it was kind of the same situation with my thing like I just had gut you know my gut telling me what I should do in my path that felt right which led me to where I am now and all the weird little things that helped me well just like with Christy realizing you know like no I'm not gonna listen to that doctor I'm gonna take her in the next day and if she hadn't her little girl wouldn't be here I mean, that would have been a simple... I mean, I, I've done it myself. Like, gone to ER and, oh, nope, it's just this, it's just that. Give him some Miralax, do this. And it's yeah. like, okay, I wouldn't think to not trust it, you know? So good on her for listening. But every little thing that kind of happened in the stories is a lot like mine, where it just kind of... And that's the way it seems to go, it seems like, a lot of these stories... With miracles, stories, yeah, or just... Just uh, kind of... Weird things. That... Like, things you want If you broke it down piece by piece, you wouldn't think, like... Amounts to anything yeah, by itself. Right. But then in everyday life, you wouldn't have done those things. You would have just listened to that doctor and went home and been like, oh, here's some Miralax. Here's some of this. Whatever. Here's some antacids. You're good. You know, that's what a lot of normal people would do. But in a lot of these miracle cases, it seems like there's all just these little things that like intuition is telling them to do something. So they do it, you know, and I just think that's really fascinating. And I'm happy that that mom listened to her gut and whatnot and it just is crazy because yeah i don't think there's ever been another case where it's just gone away yeah yeah i would say anyone out there if you are getting information from a doctor or you have a certain feeling you should just go with that feeling that you have we have intuition for a reason you just need to recognize it Trust it and roll with it. Yeah. Because like, you have to also understand that doctors are just people too. They make mistakes just like everybody else or does. Or they could be having a bad day. Right. Or who knows what they're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And if you have a feeling about something, uh, just run with it and go with it rather than ignoring it. Uh, any time you ignore an urge or a, something that's actually um, pulling at your gut or whatever. Right. I would say that probably would turn out negative but yeah don't ignore just it run with it if you have this uh, i mean my doc feeling. i mean my doctors uh here when i found my other doctor out in la who was a specialist in my rare cancer my doctors here were telling me not to go they were telling me we don't condone this yeah they, we did, don't... Not, they did not condone tony to uh, to go to have right. surgery yep they didn't want me to go to have surgery i mean they came short of saying that you'll you're gonna die if you go out yeah, essentially. <laughs> and I ignored them because my gut was telling me I had to do this. And I don't, I mean, I've been in the medical field my entire adult career, essentially. 
So I know a lot about certain things, but I don't know, obviously I'm not a doctor and I'm definitely not a cancer doctor, let alone a rare cancer doctor, but my gut was just screaming at me. Like, I have to do this, you know, and the way everything worked out, again, that's our first episode. If you go back and listen to our first episode of Miracle Mondays, I'll talk about that if you haven't heard it. But everything lined up, just like this little girl's story. Like, every little thing just kind of lined up, and I trusted my gut, even though I had professionals, multiple professionals here, telling me not to go. Yeah. And telling me how worried they were for me and how this was not the right choice. But somehow, instinctually, I just knew that it was, and here I am. And so just keep that in mind. You know, anytime that you feel that gut instinct telling you, like, God, this is right or this isn't right, you are right, you know? Follow it. Yeah, just, so. uh, it's not a glitch. Just go with it. Right, just go with it. And, you know, you have to you have to trust yourself and also remember that just because somebody's a professional in something doesn't mean that they're always right. I actually just had a situation with a family member that went through something where her gut told her something and she ignored it and it ended up being really bad and the doctor's almost uh really hurt her you know well they did really hurt her actually um but luckily she's alive and well and everything ended up being okay but you know she ignored that something that she should have done and thus happened in the situation that she was in but luckily all is okay now thank god for that but i wonder what jesus has in store for um little girl I do, too. I really do. I you wonder know. if there'll be something later in life where we'll get another story from this little Anna. Yeah, maybe she's going to be a leader of some kind. Maybe she'll the, be a uh, leader. Maybe she'll save someone's end life. times or whatever. Right. Which we're pretty much in that time right now, so. Right. Who knows? That's true. But conspiracy theorists are on your days, not mine. It's not conspiracy. It's uh, uh-huh. Revelation. Okay. According to the Bible. Okay. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to me rant and whatnot uh we will have another episode next week you can visit us at doublethoughtdimension.com email us at dtdimension.com dtdimension at protonmail.com that's what he said yes exactly uh if you ever have any stories of your own that you'd like me to share or even if you'd like to come on this show and tell your own miracle story that would be awesome too but i can always read them as well if you'd like um the instagram is dt underscore miracle monday so you can see the pictures of the stuff? Yep, I'll have pictures posted up shortly. Um, actually, probably before you even get to listen to this, because we still have to edit. So, yeah. Send us a shout-out, and uh, if you're looking for a shirt or something, let us know. Also, we'd like to especially thank Chelsea, Izzy, and Lori. Yes, thank you all for listening and being awesome. Uh, Any listeners? Any awesome, being especially awesome listeners. We have awesome listeners no matter what, but we have three very special listeners that are tuned in all the time that we're really proud of. So thank you guys, and we'll be here next week. Peace out. Take it easy. Hey, everyone. Do you want to get inspired? I want to get inspired. Let's everybody just get inspired. Miracle Man.